0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm uh, Bruce. And this is your uh, podcast for May 12th, 2019, and we are broadcasting not live from Fishers, uh, Indiana, Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, any uh, questions you can send to shortcut at org.
1: Such uh, as when our worship is.
0: Yes, right. Right. And really, the answer is we worship all the time.
1: Oh, that's a good
0: one, All right? Yeah, <laughs> anytime you want, but specifically at eight and ten on uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but uh, but all week long, all, all week long. long. Right now, we're worshiping Pray without ceasing. Right, we're worshiping. Uh, there's there's uh, uh, kids in the, uh, the 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 school in the back. That's uh, that's worth worship. We're we're recording on podcast. That's worship.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, someone should go out and mow the lawn. Also worship. <laughs> Not me. I don't have, worship that way. I was going to say, that doesn't have a prayer <laughs> of happening today. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Ah, so without uh, any further ado, I'll do the, uh, the the podcast sponsor this week. And it was recommended to me that we start getting real sponsors. Uh, um, um, so in light of that, our uh, podcast sponsor this week, uh, Unknowing podcast sponsor, is uh, the Reverend Patrick Burke, uh, parish uh, uh, missioner for St. Paul's On The Way in Broad Ripple. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you probably heard us uh, uh, record with him. Uh, he is our podcast sponsor. Patrick, that'll be $5, maybe $10. let us do 10 He can That's 10 bucks. And make him
1: bring cookies. And make him bring cookies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Paul's on the way. He's
0: our unknowing, unwitting uh, sponsor for this week, uh, mostly because uh, I forgot to write a joke.
1: Well, so. and so <laughs> any of you who know Patrick, or just might find him on social media, remind him he owes us 10
0: bucks. 10 bucks, yes. Yeah. And, and actually, don't have to tell
1: him why. Just yeah.
0: tell him. And, and every time we remind him, it grows by 5 Easily. <laughs> I like it. The multiplication of uh, loaves and fishes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I heard you owe 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Patrick, uh, uh, we, we appreciate uh, all, your, all your, uh, um, your kind words and your encouragement for this podcast. It'll be uh, $15. We own you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, moving on into the lectionary readings, and uh, in, in, in I had mentioned this before we started the podcast. Uh, we, it kind of seems to be a theme. Uh, we don't have an Old Testament reading uh, yet again, right. uh, and there's a reading from Acts. Revelation, and John. So uh, this kind of seems to be, I I expect, maybe even next week we might see this again.
1: It's essentially the pattern through the season of Easter, which is the 50 days that follow Easter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, So without any further ado, we begin today, Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. Awesome name. Awesome. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the windows. Oh, sorry. Widows, totally different, all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside and then knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. Um, so uh, this is a. Uh, I can't remember if this is the first um, reference to disciples beginning to perform miracles, or if this was. Uh, um, w- well, this is this very th- Jesus-like miracle uh, here. Exactly,
1: it's the first time that. Someone's actually restored from death by anyone except uh, a prophet in the the Old Testament and the Hebrew scriptures or Jesus. Mm -hmm. So uh, this puts Peter into the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual power and authority.
0: And I mean, in a way, was there any fear uh, about uh, um, Peter... um, getting a little too much attention for this in that uh there, there are many there are many times throughout the writings that we talk about how um because of miracles or signs or being prophets that people were inclined to follow them we talked about john the yeah. baptist uh, getting uh undue right. attention it, well, i shouldn't say undue attention but attention that 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 wasn't necessarily in, invited uh and yeah he uh, was not
1: com- john john the baptist was not, not comfortable, comfortable with that. that
0: yeah uh and did peter have any of those same things where he had to, like, constantly remind people, like, hey, just because this happened, the ship focus and look you know, this that's way? That's an or... interesting
1: question. I'm off the top of my head. I can't think of any places where that kind of dynamic occurs in terms of Peter himself. So, so if you're thinking of something, please stop me before I step in it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, We do have, in terms of the body of the New Testament, particularly the Gospels, uh, and even the Book of Acts, all sorts of places where Peter steps in it and embarrasses himself. Sure. So it's almost like within the scriptures themselves, there's a correction that goes on of, okay, you reader, you're thinking Peter's almost as good as Jesus. Well, here's the time he denied (laughs) Jesus three times. Right. Here's the time he goofed up this way, that way, the other way. Uh, So in that way... If you take the the totality of the New Testament writings, uh, he's put he's knocked down a notch repeatedly.
0: Sure, sure, a good baseball average, but uh, right. <laughs> outside and, of that,
1: but not to, to disrespect his place in Christian history, he certainly was one of the top, if not the top, leader in the early mm-hmm. church until uh, his own martyrdom, mm-hmm. and of course. Uh, uh, Roman Catholics claim him as the uh, first pope, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as Episcopalians, we're kind of like, "Well, that's nice," but <laughs> <laughs> and yet we do acknowledge that he certainly pope like yeah, he certainly was the the top leader in the uh, earliest earliest days of Christianity forming, and we owe a huge debt to his faithfulness mm-hmm. and his continuing to. Walk the way even when he would have failures or embarrassments Mm -hmm.
0: and one of these one of the things that I like about uh, this story uh, um, Not uh, just in that the who who uh, uh, Tabitha Dorcas uh, was Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Because when Peter gets there the people you know lamenting or passing uh, um, Refer to like you know, look at these beautiful clothes. Yeah. And we, and, and just thinking me personally, there are people within, you know, the Episcopal church, men and women who are very talented in that regards. Yes. Uh, and, and it, it, it makes, uh, it makes me be able to connect to that story of like, yeah, there's, there's, there are some people who, who have done some, you know, beautiful things, cloth work, cloth work, uh, specifically mm-hmm. that, uh, 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 it, whenever that time comes, which is far down the road, uh, but uh, uh, will be definitely part of uh, what we, what what we look to is uh, what we miss about those people, and I just like that that personal touch of the story. Very of like, concrete. Here's the reason why you know beloved, and here's here's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why, and and uh, kind of very much humanizes uh, the, the the character.
1: And part of it is also that it's it's widows who are telling him this, mm-hmm. and in the the time of the book of Acts widows were most likely to be uh, people of poverty mm-hmm. and so it's not just that that Dorcas was uh, Skilled seamstress or designer or anything like that, but rather that she was clothing the poor right. Literally with her own skills right.
0: That's a That's an interesting point because yeah the, the the way the class system worked at the time if you were a, a widow um That is like, yeah, That's oftentimes it led to poverty because there was not... You were not
1: uh, an inheritor of your husband's estate. Your uh, male children would. And so you were then very much reliant on the generosity of your male children. Mm -hmm. And we know it didn't work all all the time that well because both in the prophets and in Jesus' own words and the book of Acts and on and on and on, there are repeated instances of uh, holy people saying, God tells you to look after the widows and orphans and you're still not doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally mm-hmm. thousands of years. Right. Of people being told, look after the widows and orders, doggone it. Yeah. Widows and orphans, doggone it. And it's not happening. Right. Right. And so Tabitha, which is the Aramaic for Dorcas, mm-hmm. um, was doing it. She yeah. She actually was fulfilling the various prophetic um, commands from God mm-hmm. as to how to make the world a better place and a more just place.
0: Right. Very good. Yeah. What about uh, what about this uh, this almost throwaway line here at the end? Uh, uh, um, he stayed in J- in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon. It's it has a, a I, I don't know. I am reading a, a scandal in there where there is obviously none. <laughs> but like what, yeah, you why why would
1: said it, it like it was
0: <laughs> National Enquirer right? <laughs> a Tanner oh right. Um, but uh, you know I'm. What, what, uh, which, like, what, the, why even is this just to explain why he stayed in Joppa <laughs> from a historical perspective? Or, like, but I mean, like, why is that even, even included? I'm throwing th- something at you. As a, yeah. <laughs> why would he pick <laughs> up on this? <laughs> well, I think it's
1: has a couple different layers there. One is that. It gives a concreteness to everything that's occurred. Mm -hmm. And this was an amazing event of resuscitating a person who had died. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it clear, no, this was not a resurrected Jesus in Peter clothing.
0: Okay, sure. Working a
1: miracle and then disappearing um, into the shadows. And said, no, it really was Peter. And Peter really was a physical person who had the the need to stay with someone Mm -hmm. uh, rather than uh, disappearing or something.
0: Um, is this just a reference to, to differentiate between the two Simons, Simon, (laughs) Peter, and then he stayed with Simon, not himself, some other guy.
1: I I didn't even thought of that. (laughs) Uh,
0: And, um, for the purpose of storytelling, I don't want him, want you to think that he's, you know, (laughs) schizophrenic or staying with the other Simon and the, the other side of him.
1: Well, Yeah, that's just kind of blowing my mind for a moment. (laughs) Simon had an identity crisis and started calling himself Simon instead of Peter again. Actually, uh, I have to admit, I scanned through the footnotes of my wonderful study Bible, and what Prince probably is about is that he stayed with someone who has a Jewish name, Simon, Mm -hmm. but is a tanner, which is not a kosher Profession.
0: Oh, so so in a way, a little a little scandal is in there. So it is a little scandal. A certain Simon who, what is it one of us? <laughs>
1: yeah. And it it reinforces what had taken place a little bit earlier in the Book of Acts, where mm-hmm. Peter finally agreed to reaching out to Gentiles, sure, and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. with because of Cornelius the Roman centurion. Here it shows that yes. Not only was he willing to say yes to the Gentile mission, but now he's even willing to stay under the roof of someone who cannot, by definition, cannot live a kosher life. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. And, you know, He has yeah. to make, a, Simon has to make a living and, Society needs tanners, so it's not a, a sinful thing to do, but it's not a kosher thing
0: to do. Gotcha, right? And so, so it does further that message. Uh, when the the earlier part of the the, the verse it, or verses are talking about um, um, hammering home that message of taking care of the poor, mm-hmm. and the tail end, almost a throwaway line, is 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 circling back and potentially circling back and referring to uh, how the message is for all, not just for. You know, and, you know, not so. implying that, you know, oh, and he stayed with, you know, all the the, the, the best high priests. Right. Like, like, no, he stayed at the, you know, he stayed, stayed with he, the tanner. He stayed with the tanner because yeah. that was who the message is for.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: Good summary. Uh Revelation then. Right. Revelation chapter 7 uh, verses 9 through 17. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen. Blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, for this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So, uh, um, Revelation uh, like we had mentioned before, uh, a, a difficult book uh, mm-hmm. when tr- when translating and, and inferring meaning, and uh, especially
1: when chopped into bits. Sure, like we we just thanks have to us. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mother Church.
0: <laughs> so, um, but uh, um, and we had briefly mentioned that th- there's uh, essentially. I think you had said three, um, three times a similar story is told in the Book of Revelation. Is this uh... it depends
1: which actual feature, but it's repeated. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, is, and is this what would this uh, be? Uh, the the early church intended o- audience. What is this uh, this uh, specifically talking about? I mean, they they refer to something that almost sounds like it's code for something that people would know of right. having survived the great ordeal. Uh, what would what would the great ordeal have been
1: well the great ordeal would be torture under the
0: Romans okay
1: uh, and when we look at the uh, phrasing around um, salvation in verse 10, uh, Salvation belongs to our God who seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Mm -hmm. That is a direct paraphrase of Roman theology regarding the emperor in Rome. Oh, okay. So this is very much a not him, not him, not him pointing towards Rome. Gotcha. And we know these are uh, very dangerous things to even contemplate, let alone write down. Mm -hmm. Um, And and what part of this... uh, set of verses is about are people who have died at the hands of the Romans. Okay. Um, But they do triumph. Um, And not just in the end, but right now. Even as they die, they are triumphing.
0: So in a way this this is the part of the story that talks about the overthrow uh, overthrowing on the throne and the lamb has been seated and crowned and the people worshiping and praising are have have uh, uh are wearing white as a result of uh, of, of that struggle right uh and uh, and um that's the reason why they're worshiping the throne of God day and night yeah and it's I mean, it, it it does seem to almost invoke, though, uh, that imagery that we associate with heaven. Is yeah. that as a result of is is that intentional as a result of the writing, or is that uh, a result of our inference over the many generations from portions of this book of of, of what heaven is like or supposed to be like primary as primary the second second okay uh,
1: and there's. At the time of the book of Revelation being written, most Christians would say, when you die, you go, you know, when you die, you go to heaven, mm-hmm. that they're, they're not waiting for an end time event for heaven to be opened. So as soon as you died at the hands of the Romans, this is what you get to experience. Gotcha. So they are describing what their family members are experiencing now, the family members who were killed by the Romans, mm-hmm. what they're fellow worshipers from the Sunday before are now experiencing who were killed on Sunday afternoon. So it's very much a real time. What's the reality of life now Mm. image, Mm -hmm. not pie in the sky, but how do we get through this week? What do we think is really happening in existence? And even though on, on the physical plane, we're seeing Roman soldiers kicking in doors, though probably the people don't have doors, but you know, kicking their way into homes mm-hmm. and slaughtering when they care to slaughter, and the ones that look like they might make good entertainment, throwing them into cages to throw to the lions and uh, those who are famous, putting them on crosses so that they're an example. all those terrible things happening. And what the Christians can take comfort from is this imagery. Mm-hmm. That this is what's real. Right. Uh, and so if they themselves are dying, it may be a, a, a horrendous day, but by evening when they die, this is what they'll be experiencing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's kind of, it's almost hard, I think, for a Western mind to wrap up, or so, wrap itself yeah. around this.
0: Well, yeah, especially after many thousands of years of our own. Yeah. Interpretation, culture, uh, building, right, or we think there's
1: an orderly line in front of St. Peter at a sign-in desk. Right, 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 right. And it's, and yeah, this has a much more, uh, I'd say, dramatic imagery to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is dramatic to counter the drama, the the horrendous tragic drama that's in the lives of of all too many Christians in the time of Imperial Rome.
0: Sure. It, it is interesting um, because it, then in that context, uh, if this is a, if this is a, a imagery that is designed for, uh, in a way, I mean, it, to borrow revolutionary um, uh, terms, um, uh, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought all of a sudden. You got your vocabulary. Str- though. I struggled <laughs> on the word and then and then I lost it. Um, but uh, um, th- this is. For those, oh, that's what I was gonna say. For those left behind, Mm -hmm. um, this is imagery of what's happening now, uh, which is interesting because other parts of Revelation talk about like kind of painting a picture for uh, a future event, but this section of Revelation is talking about who's sitting on the throne now, right? And not saying like. Oh, this will happen, and it, the 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 lamb will over you know overcome or overthrow. They're like no, 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 this is already in place, right. happening today, um, and those who have struggled for the great ordeal or through the great ordeal mm-hmm. are, are there now, and and right. doing the work, doing uh, um, experiencing what's actually important, and 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 uh, and, and still have meaning uh, uh, both you know that heavenly meaning and uh uh, that translates to earthly meaning for those who are left
1: right and uh again our our modern western mind has trouble relating to this but part of the book of revelation is a a then now future simultaneously Mm -hmm. perspective and we most most of us um In modern American culture just aren't mystical enough to be comfortable with that overlapping of time we're very Mm -hmm. linear thinkers yeah and you know that's how our computers work and that sort of thing but in the time this was written there was a a much greater comfort with the idea or the the concept of time being flexible Mm -hmm. and reality being much more than what you see in front of your yourself. Hmm. Um, it, it, we're 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 living in a quote unquote scientific age where if you can't prove it, you don't have to believe it. And the age that particularly the spiritual people, whether they're Christian or not—Christian, Jewish, pagan—their um, view of of existence went well beyond what could be. Seen, touched, and tasted. Hmm. There was this whole concept of a reality that was beyond our senses. Uh, the it, I remember in, in middle school, Greek mythology teachers trying to explain to us that the Greeks had simultaneously a concept of table and then concept of table, and that
0: hmm.
1: you know, a seventh grader is going, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's a table. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a table. Well,
0: conceptually, you're a, looking at it.
1: <laughs> I want a peanut butter sandwich. I don't want a concept of a peanut butter sandwich. But there's, there was and continues to be in many world religions, including a legitimate part of Christianity, a comfort with the spiritual, the physical, the eternal, the current, the past, the future, all these things being all mixed together in one mixing bowl and being what is real? Mm-hmm. So that's part of Book of Revelation. Hmm. Um, how? I
0: don't think I'd ever thought of it that way. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah. yes, there's a certain amount of future in it. and and that's why we can say yes, we really believe as Episcopalians the Book of Revelation was designed to give comfort to Christians as they were being slaughtered by the Romans, and yet it's given comfort to people through various ages since, who were being unjustly killed mm-hmm. and oppressed right through this day and presumably in the future as well. Mm-hmm. that, that the, the words continue to um, make sense when life is at its very worst. And in fact, the passage we have today is one of the options for a funeral service in the episcopal church, roman catholic church mm. and many other liturgical churches because I can see that. I can yeah. see why. Yeah. Yeah, and it's recognized as words of comfort for someone who has lost a beloved to death.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Like I said, we've said it before, we we could probably should at some point in time go and do a deep dive uh, on on revelation and and I'm sure we will someday. And, and uh, um, Bible study to follow. I even have a PowerPoint on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, I like it. Well, then, done and done. Right. So then uh, let's move on to uh, John chapter 10. This is our gospel reading for the uh, for the week. Verses 22 through 30, and that reads this way. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Seems to me like that's a pretty, I mean, it's, its you know, not as straightforward as they asked for an answer, but seems to me like that's a pretty clear answer to their question. Um, but I, I'm curious as to um, the comment about you don't, you don't belong to my sheep. Is this a foretelling that you're just never to these uh, people um, in particular who are gathered around them? Like, you're never gonna, you're not destined to get this. <laughs> or is this. I'll like, quickly
1: say no to that. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm not a Calvinist, so I don't even in predestination. There you go. To any way, shape, or form. I...
0: But he does. He says, You're not my sheep. Is that just because you have not? Believed yet. You're not uh, you you say this because you haven't come to the level of understanding that you that you need or like what Well, is... he's
1: in in chapter 10 um, Jesus uses the image of the Good Shepherd uh-huh. repeatedly, right and so He is at, at this point in the context of the whole chapter. He is referring to When he refers to sheep he's referring to the followers of Jesus, okay? that it's a subset of the Jews, because all his followers are Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, so presumably, the, John, the Gospel of John at this point is is setting up a conflict, and John likes to have conflict in his Gospel. There's sure. a lot of arguments yeah. and back and forth. A conflict between the, the Jews who were following Jesus and those who were engaging him but not following. Okay, and we're wanting to argue with it.
0: Is there also an aspect uh of this uh, we've talked about this before uh, in regards to the passion reading, but uh um is there also that same aspect that kind of underlying tone of the author of John uh trying to uh, hammer home that dividing line between Jews and the early church and saying, you know, here's here's another passage where the Jews are not getting yeah. it and and uh and that's not us. That's not the church. <laughs>
1: well, and and to be clear, they didn't have a concept of the early church yet. It's, right. It's pre early church. Right, right, right. But yeah, the very earliest days of Christians uh, beginning to differentiate themselves from the traditional Jewish theology practices and community, mm-hmm. particularly community that um, you know John's trying to help the readers of the gospel of john differentiate themselves from the synagogue community and say yeah those those are folks that god still loves but are not part of jesus's sheepfold
0: mm-hmm. and if you want more information on uh, on that as far as what we've discussed here i believe that was our easter right. sunday podcast
1: yeah, yeah uh, uh, right where, where,
0: where we talked about um um the background story of of the author of John and what maybe mm-hmm. some of the underlying purposes of it being written the way it's written. Right. Uh, and, a,
1: and a couple of weeks ago, the the sermon I gave was a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of reflection on the anti Semitism mm-hmm. that has blossomed out of the use of the Gospel of John. So we have to be very, very, very careful about um, how we quote it, interpret it, and mm-hmm. uh, try to build image of how God treats the people.
0: Yeah. Uh, obviously that that dynamic aside uh the tail end of this uh, of this reading is uh again uh comforting words i mean we talked about the book of revelation mm-hmm. reading uh being comforting words for you know uh illness and funeral and uh this is these are also uh very similarly i think uh comforting words uh, i'll give them eternal life and they will never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand it's very uh, brought into the fold and protective right. language and 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 uh, I know several people who find some of these verses very very comforting for from kind of like a life you know living life perspective yeah. of, of giving them well they should yeah
1: and and it's one of those um, indicators and reminders that John's lateness in coming to the gospel's table mm-hmm. the persecutions have really fired up Mm-hmm. And so, the, a book like the book of Revelation is needed. Words uh, very much about eternal life are needed, whereas in the three earlier written Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's much more concern about the people reading those Gospels getting swelled heads mm-hmm. and claiming prematurely that they have the keys to the kingdom. Right. They're gonna be on the sitting yeah, on the throne, on, on the, the right, right hand. hand. Yep. Yeah. Whereas John doesn't really have much of that. It's right. Instead, yeah, you're you're risking your life by holding this scroll in your hands, and so the promises that Jesus is giving to the the sheep are very important to keep those hands steady.
0: Hmm. And very quickly before we go, I mean, the, the verse cuts off there. Do the Jews gathered together? Uh, do they finally understand what he's saying here? Or does it continue to elude them?
1: <laughs> oh, you have to read the book to oh, see. No, oh, I'm oh. kidding. I'm totally what fine. a hook. That'd be mean. <laughs> um, actually, or, actually, they take up stones to throw.
0: <laughs> but... So tell isn't. us plainly, are you the messiah? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So then uh, Stones, Stones, <laughs> everyone, Stones. Okay. Actually, the op- that,
1: you're, I, I'm glad you brought that up again because he doesn't say he's the messiah. He, no. He doesn't even come close. Okay. I don't think he comes close okay. to saying he's the messiah. I mean,
0: for the the portion of them saying, tell us plainly, yes, no, he does not follow that directive or that, that inquiry. Uh, but... Um, the first words out of his mouth are, "I have told you, and you do not believe me." It, <laughs> that sure seems are like i words. I'm, no, <laughs> but it just sure does seem like I've already answered this question. You already you already know the answer. Like it does seem to lean very heavily, and he, and the 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 rest of this verse or the, this uh, reading ends with, "The Father and I are one." But that's not what the Messiah was. That's, okay.
1: See, that that's okay. that's the kicker. I'm so That's why I'm so glad you said that, is we're reading this in 2,000 years. We know the, the end event. of the story. Exactly. Yeah. We know the end of the story. We know the punchline. Whereas these poor folks that are talking with Jesus are more like, come on, can't you please just tell us? And it's, that's okay, good, no, that's now a, you're going to go on for three more pages and right. not... Address a, what we. That's want a good to point. Know. Yes,
0: they they probably would. You know, they ask that question, they get this answer, and they go, "What? Yeah." <laughs> <I> <laughs> that know. wasn't even remotely close. To, that's okay, I close. get it. Yeah. a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get, hit this guy.
1: Well, and again, it's the it's written in the context of revolution, mm-hmm. and by the time John writes. Uh, um, people in Israel have lost the revolution of the Romans, mm. and so the it it's clear that Jesus was not a military Messiah. Right, he was not a great general in either earthly form or resurrected form. And so part of the argument that John's having to uh, settle is no, Jesus was not a failure. That, right, that was not the point. And yes, the temple and the rest of Jerusalem is, is literally a smoldering wreckage. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Jesus was wrong.
0: So it's kind of a revolution of the revolution. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause we have talked about that before about how, you know, th- this, this went, uh, unnoticed, uh, within the the Jewish community for a lot of people because they were expecting something different. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and with, complete reasonableness and and understandability that you would be looking for someone to come and save you from What many probably viewed as? captors and right Slavers
1: and (laughs) and, and, I uh, mean and the same thing happens to Christians today uh where there's this old joke about a guy sitting on a roof as the flood is coming up, sitting on the roof oh, of his yeah. house and the 14,000 different rescuers right again come along each time. He says, no, I believe in God and God will rescue me. And then when he dies, he asks God, where were you? He said, I sent 14,000 rescuers. Right. And you ignored every one of he them. You ignored every one of them. And and we do that. We Yeah. You know, There's so many ways in which God reaches out to us to help us in our lives, to give us comfort and healing and all sorts of other good things. And because we're expecting the Messiah who's going to throw the Romans out, we say, that's not of God. I'm going to keep looking. Right. I'm going to keep waiting. Right.
0: Well, very good. Well, again, I want to thank uh, thank you guys for joining us for our podcast for uh, May 12th. You'll have to come and uh, listen on at, at 8 or 10 uh, to see, uh, are you preaching on this one? What, Actually,
1: what? this Sunday, the Reverend Kathy Gray will Reverend, be we'll,
0: we'll have to see what she has to say about yeah. uh, about these. Uh, I want to give my thanks to uh, our, our podcast sponsor, uh, uh, Father Patrick Burke. Uh, You you owe us 20 bucks now. I think so. Uh, And uh, And cookies. (laughs) And cookies. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so, so uh, we, we look forward to uh, speaking with you next week and, and, uh, and hopefully see you on Sunday. And if not, uh, we'll have the, uh, the, uh, the, the homily up on the, uh, on the, our, our podcast uh, channel and also on our YouTube channel and. Feel free to reach out if you have any uh, questions. That's shortcut at hfec.org. And again, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.